<laughs> well, I can't take to part the Euro. If Italy win the Euros and Immobile's top goal scorer, I'll sing the entire song for you in Italian. Hey! <laughs> Myself and Immobile on top. For the best Euro 2020 coverage, download the OTB Sports app and subscribe to the OTB Football Podcast. The OTB Podcast Network with Get Set Go. Are you ready for quick start car insurance? Get a quote today at getsetgo.ie. Anything like that. I'm a very confident front runner. I've carried for 33 years, 145 wins now, and that's the best win I've ever had. I have no idea what you have. I don't know. How are we going to count all the shots? I, I, I can't keep track. I don't think he's pleased. Of course you would. That's a, that's a particularly stupid question. If they are, show up. Of course you want to play at the weekend. U.S. Open at Torrey Pines, everyone. South Course, San Diego, California. You're very welcome. We have a full house. Peter Laurie, hello. Hello, Joe. Nathan, hello. Hey, Joe. And in Manchester, Fionn Davenport, hello to you. Hey, Joe. I always get your name right, Fionn. Remember that. Yes, I have. I will have words with Mr. McGinley. <laughs> it made my day. It made my Listen. day yesterday listening to that podcast. It's about respect, and to hear him With such authority. Uh, as you asked a rather lengthy question, I mean, it wasn't just like a forward question mm. where maybe he didn't quite hear it. it was a, it was an insightful long question, and uh, with authority he said, "Well, Nathan, yes, Nathan," and how I cackled. It was funny because <laughs> during that interview, I felt Nathan did most of the heavy lifting, like he had all of the details, and I had just one point that I really wanted to make. So I felt, all right, I think my primary contribution <clears throat> will be that question. So. I asked the question, and in fairness to Paul, who is usually very, very good and does that broadcaster's trick of always using your name in the answer, John Giles style, um, he, uh, yeah, just, I was kind of thrown aback. I was like, what? Nathan? What? Wow. (laughs) Oh, well. I could feel you two thinking to each other, do we say anything do we correct yeah. I, it's exactly right well the uh, difficulty like, is we don't know what um uh, paul's setup is over there so maybe yeah. he wasn't seeing us or the camera wasn't moving or i was on the camera when film was asking the question so okay you know i i i i would I, listen i wasn't the the one who was uh, getting called by the wrong name so i would give him a pass on it look he was very good with his time we thought we were only gonna have him for uh 15 minutes and uh, we ended up getting like 40 minutes out of him so honestly he was brilliant yeah, I yeah. thought he was great. And uh, there he is, sitting in San Diego, ready to report on the US Open and willing to give his good old friends at Golf Weekly all the time in the world. No, it was interesting. Good. Was it on air? Was it, this is the worst part of it. Was it on air or off air? He was telling us about the Sky Sports setup, how reduced it is and how difficult oh. it is. It might have been off air. Uh, but yeah, it was. So generally at a major, they would have 50 staff on the ground. And this week they have five. Mm, wow! Including himself and Rich Beam, and that they are working off a delay, so he yeah. needs to be two seconds after the fact to make sure that he fits in time. Because obviously, we've spoke about this, I think, around the Masters with Butch, <laughs> where yeah. uh, Butch was maybe extending the delay slightly. But it's it's uh, a totally different experience, obviously, for everybody. And it's such a shame because uh, generally, like they go all in, and those take away a little bit from the experience because you don't get the Wednesday on the range. You don't get the Tuesday on the range. Like de- generally majors take over sky sports for the entire week and you get all the press conferences live and 
absolutely everything. Whereas now it's you get to the course, you've got the American coverage for a while straight in. But uh, yeah. And then, yeah, of course, yeah. this week we have the other factor, which has uh, taken away a little bit of my excitement when I started looking at the tea times. I'm like, oh, course to 10 on Thursday night, you say you're teeing off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go to bed 20 minutes later. I know. Yeah, West Coast majors are a killer. Harding Park was a oh. killer. It was hard to stay awake for it. Although, 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 the good news is they have scheduled for a half past five finish over their local time, which is earlier than they usually would. So I think it might, it won't be as horrific for us. It might be kind of before 1am, which is pretty good going for a West Coast major on the Sunday. The rest of the week will be tough. Still one half one of a Sunday night, Joe. Yeah. It's tough going, but way past my bedtime, lads. If it's broke. Hey, well, you're now remember Peter, you're paid the big bucks for this. It's part of your job to stay up and watch. Oh, all right. Uh, did you see, did any of you see that it, it kind of did the rounds on Twitter during the week, but a, a tweet by a comedy writer, Emily Murnane. I don't know if you saw this one. It was quite funny. It speaks to everybody of a certain age, of which I am definitely one, where it says, was just invited to an event that doesn't start until eight in the evening. I'm sorry, but not all <laughs> of us are on cocaine. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Very oh, good. Yeah. yeah, I am starting. Maybe we're just getting old, lads. Well, oh I no, no, that's not. There's no maybe about it. For my case, I am 100. percent right. Now it mitigates by the fact that I am awake at six o'clock in the morning most days. So you know, a couple of tweets in. So people are watching the old uh, U.S. Open videos, which are playing around the clock in the sky. Kevin Kinsler, I'm watching Rory at Congressional 2011. Thing that strikes me is this pudding, lads. Two looks and then boom, natural. Doesn't overthink it. Goes in the hole more often than not. He needs to rekindle that feeling that week. Definitely quicker back then. He Here was working with a um oh, what's his name? Have to think of it now. I'll think of it in a second. He had he had a different putting coach. Um, so wasn't Brad Faxon? No, no. I'll. T- uh, his he, he he's a recognized putting coach with a forward press. Um, can't think of his name. It'll come back to me in a second. Something but, I've learned about you: you're pretty bad with names, aren't you? Terrible. Dave Stockton. Dave Stockton. Well done. Oh, Dave Stockton. Well done, Fiona. Yeah, yeah with Dave. Who's written the book? Yeah, he used yeah. to come on the show all the time and talk about Rory's putting at length. It was amazing. There you go. Yeah. Dave Stockton. You are bad with names, aren't you? You'll often be like, "Who's your man? Who's your man?" Uh, Podrick Harrington. That fella. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't come to me anymore. It used to come to me real quickly, and now it's just <laughs> somewhere out yeah. there. Uh, it was. I mean, Rory in 2011 was just all natural. It was just a kid still. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was easy. <sighs> so it's a wild mop of down. curly hair. Is Say he again, a lot more, is, is he spending a lot more time over the ball now since he started working with Faxon? No. It, it, with Dave Stockton, Dave Stockton was a no practice stroke. It was have a get over it, look at it, and hit it. While now he has a practice stroke and a bit of a slower routine to it, um, which would be LA Brad Faxon. Okay. Did you take practice strokes? Yes. Okay. Uh, depending on how I felt, I would never take two. I would always take either one or three. Right. Why? That's just superstition almost, is it? Super, yeah, you were always hitting it on, like on the third stroke was always mm. one, two, you know. 
Okay. Like guys in basketball taking free throws. Yeah. They always bounce at the exact amount of times. They yeah. always have a number and then release. And I never liked practicing with three balls either. I'd always have to either practice with two or four. So. Colored tees? What color tees did you use? No, didn't care. No? Didn't care. <laughs> Easy wow. breezy with the tees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes whatever didn't free, even use a tee. Freebies, whatever freebies yeah. were there. <clears throat> So, uh, Jason Dunhu, tickets for the Irish Open secured. Happy days. Bring on Mount Juliet. Good man, Jason. A few people in on the Kepka Bryson thing. We're not going to go into massive detail on this because, well, it's been done, hasn't it? Uh, Paul Malloy, no relation. Joe, you're not being overly sensitive, Re Kepka, at the risk of over-messaging you on the topic. I've been an enormous fan of Brooks Kepka since he was outside the world's top 100. I'm definitely liking him less now due to this Bryson thing. And Philip Hearn. Yes, Brooks Kepka definitely a dick. Used to be a fan. He's revealed himself to be a grade A arsehole. Just some of the <laughs> tweets into at Golf Weekly OTV. So there we I are. I found the reaction on Discord quite interesting to the podcast last week, where maybe it's because it's a more hardcore golf crowd, but they were very upset by the amount of conversation around Brooks and Bryson that we're maybe blowing this out of proportion, which I, I don't think we are if you look at the coverage in america as well like this is way out question the number one story in golf right now well i think the fact that paul mcginley on the european tour board is having like conversations several conversations he said to you guys with keith pelly about this situation and is really concerned about it and it's all that the two boys are being asked about and jordan speed's press conference he said it's all anyone on the tour is talking about at the moment It'd be weird if we didn't talk about it i don't know it's also, it's not two also rounds. These are two of the, if we're looking at the PIP, two of the top five, I'd say, uh, in yeah. Brooks and Bryson. Like, it is an unusual scenario, and they ain't backing down. No. God, I would love if they ended up having to play together on Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> well, also... just on that, let's let's deal with them now. And Sorry, Fionn. Let's deal with them, no. and we can park it then. Or, I want to talk about their chances later on, but just in terms of the latest, I suppose, in the whole uh, fiasco. So they both talked about it at length in their press conference. Brad Faxon weighed into this whole thing and got everybody talking. Brad Faxon was on Sirius XFM and he was saying that the USGA tried to pair them together, got in touch and they got in touch with Shambo's management team who said absolutely not. No way. We're not up for that at all. And they were both asked about this, and both of them said the USGA had not been in touch with them. So where Brad Faxon got that, I don't know. Maybe the two boys are just um, not quite telling the truth, but um, that was kind of the buzz this week. The other thing that caught my eye is I definitely think Bryson is trying to play this cool, and it's so apparent it's not cool. So listen to Bryson here. I mean, this is like Siri, show me someone lying. Same point in time, all of it's been good fun. It's been fun. I mean, shoot, to be honest, people saying, you know, Brooksy's name out there, I, I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I love being insulted. I love being insulted. Come on. Yeah. Nathan, he's trying very hard there. He tried very hard all through the press conference, but I mean, come on. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I if, On the first point, I don't see anything wrong with both players, even if they were asked refusing. Like, this is a U.S. Oh. Open. It's a major golf tournament. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau has an unbelievable... Both of them have an unbelievable chance of winning this event. It will be the biggest possible distraction for them to play with each other. So if you have a choice, 100%, you're not going to do it. Uh, there's no question Brooks is the aggressor. 
and Bryson is trying to save face that's trying to imply I think that there is almost something coordinated about it that it's fun and a it's mm-hmm. good for the game of golf and we're all in on this and when it gets to the Ryder Cup it'll be hey, it'll be all fine you know it, it won't spill over at all uh it, there's been very little aside from the odd Instagram of Bryson properly fighting back and having to go with Brooks and he's probably wise because you know I there's probably no depths that Brooks won't sink to to win this. So, I, again, I, I I don't have huge sympathy for Bryson, but I do feel a little bit sorry for him that he's in this position and he happened to be all nice about it and just try and play it down and oh, leave me alone. Fionn, you were coming in there? I don't buy any of it. I really don't. I don't believe any of them. Um, I think uh, this, it, whatever whatever dislike Brooks may have for Bryson, like, you know, for, for most of the time, like when we mightn't like somebody, you kind of, you know, it occupies very little of your mind. You might think about it for 15 seconds a week or whatever. Um, I think they've monetized this. I think both camps realize that this is a way of getting their names out, increasing their brand awareness. I think, as I said to McGinley yesterday, I think the PGA are partially complicit in this with their PIP. Um, I think Brooks, with the latest video, with the one offering a crate of beer to anybody who shouted Brooksy, um, what little I know about your sponsorship deals is, is that um, it would be highly unlikely that he was he went off on one on his own and offered a crate of a named beer without that named beer company being somehow complicit in using it as a marketing strategy. Um, I think there's a strong touch of the WWE about it all. I think it's all fake. Um, And to the earlier point, Joe, that you were making about people on Discord getting aggrieved, saying that it wasn't worth talking about, like the fact is, is there's a huge difference between what you find boring and what is, you know, the topic of conversation in the sport? And um, uh, I'm bored by it. I'm bored by the pretending that we all have to take one side or the other. But I'm not, you know, I'm curious about the, uh, the machinery behind it all, uh, as it were. Like, I think, um, I think, yeah, as I said, I think... Um, I think this is all just one big giant marketing campaign. Okay. I think, yeah, that's, I don't buy into any of it. Non-subscribers will say goodbye to you at this stage. Come and join us. Patreon, search for Golf Weekly there, or you can go to otbsports.com forward slash Golf Weekly. 3 plus VAT per month. Uh, bonus interviews like we pulled McGinley yesterday, as well as the podcast. Watch along parties on the major evenings and on Ryder Cup evenings and Monday review pods of the bigger tournaments as well. So do come and join us. Starter kid right here.